Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen live in the central Indiana area, you can hear us on 93.5 FM and 107.5 FM. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what a chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better. To be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome in. I love this day because we're doing double duty here, but doing it with the NFL in mind. This is a Colts game day short week. Colts on the road in Denver tonight as a point of Thursday night football. So what we are doing today in Westfield, we're at Joe's Grill in Westfield, our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Zool Tequila Shots week. Number five is what we got planned. But we also give you the Colts pregame huddle because we'll get into the phone booth, make that quick change, come back out, get Bill Brooks and Greg Rakestraw in here with me at 5.30 and give you two hours of the Colts pregame huddle from 5.30 until 7.30, whereas after that, Matt Taylor, Lara Overton, Rick Venturi, and Casey Vallier take over for countdown to kickoff, and then an hour later it will be, or at least in that neighborhood, kick time from the Mile High City with the Broncos hosting the Colts as we begin week number five of the NFL as it stands right now. The Colts are three-point underdogs in that game. We'll dive into all those week five games and more coming up in a minute. I did want to get you updated on a couple of things before we bring in Brent Halverson and talk about week five. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live is up and it's running, so treat it like it's a normal day. Uh, They were doing some maintenance on it, so the maintenance aspect from where we're on site, you can't get my my chiseled, handsome features, unfortunately, but you do have Kyle and the studio, and more than anything else, that is a place for you to go to listen, and that is a place for you to go to participate. I jump in there with you regardless. Whether or not the camera is on me does not matter. I get in there with you. We talk about... The Colts, we'll talk about the Pacers last night. We'll talk about a lot of other things that probably are a little bit more PG-13 and even sometimes R-rated it can be in there a little bit, right? Especially when the porn bots slide in there, which they normally do. Now that I mentioned it, they probably will. But treat this day like you would any other normal YouTube live, the ride with JMV inside the lounge day. Because the camera's not on me, but the camera is on in studio. And Kyle, I want you to make sure you give them a live look at you. Not just the wall, not just um, our background of 93.5 and 107.5, the fan, but you. I want people to understand what you do on a daily basis and give somebody 
with blood pumping through their veins and a heartbeat going for those to look at. But, yes, this is going to be a busy day because think about it. This is going to be a three-hour show where we only have two and a half hours, and we have a lot to get to. We got a check-in from Denver coming up at the bottom of the hour as far as the Broncos are concerned. We also know that Philip Lindsay, I was on with Tony Katz on WIBC earlier this morning, and I said, hey, you can count on one thing. They will bring up Philip Lindsay, the running back, the former Bronco running back, in fact, from the practice squad and make him active tonight. So you're going to get a dose of Lindsay, of Hines, and then we'll see where this Colts team goes from there. But Lindsay was brought up for the practice squad earlier today. In fact, yeah, they bring up a running back and a defensive tackle. And we had talked about how Tyquan Lewis being down and the fact that DeForest Buckner with that elbow situation only gave 19 snaps. And, you know, many of those, I think, came on third down and certainly maybe a couple on second down. So you kind of wonder about how much he's going to be utilized on that defensive line coming up later on tonight. So we'll talk about that and a lot more leading up to this game between the Colts and the Broncos. But we want you to get here because, again, this is a week five, Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots, right? We want you to get here because the free samples are flowing. I've already seen them. Nally's in the house. I've heard Miller is on the way. Nick Hall is here. We've got Romy. We've got the lovely Sarah, which brightens my day tremendously, is always in here. Tommy S. from Coaches Downtown is in the house. We've got ourselves a party brewing on a Colts game day Thursday. Joe's Grill in Westfield. It's an easy location to find. It is an awesome place, and we want you to join us no matter when you can get here, after work, during work, a part of work, bring your laptop, whatever. We would love to have you here, and we'll slide some free samples your way and know that you're going to have great food and a tremendous time here. Our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. Mike Chapel joins us also coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, a, a quick shout-out, too, right next door, our guy Andy Arendale and Quack Daddy Donuts. I know they're a big sponsor during training camp of the Kevin and Query show. I saw Andy a little bit earlier, big league barbers who shout out at me. I went down. I wanted to give them a little bit of love. They asked me to come in and get a haircut. I said, you know what? I don't know if I want to rid myself of this luscious lettuce just yet, but if I were going to, Big League Barbers would be the place right here that I would do it. So a shout-out to them uh, right next door here to Joe's Grill in Westfield. Let's bring on in as a part of the Larceny Bourbon Locks and the Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Bryn Halverson. Week number five is here. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Starting with the Colts on Thursday night, we don't get a lot of time, I guess, to kind of wait on it on a Sunday, and they're getting their turn on this Thursday night or as a three-point dog coming up tonight. Yeah, and, and, you know, crazy enough, Jonathan Taylor's out, as we yep. all know. It's going to be a tough task to go into Denver and play, but Denver's not been looking all that good either. So could be a great game. I mean, again, it's a three-point line, and uh, I think it'll probably come down to somewhere around there. Denver's situation is their rookie running back, Javante Williams, out, done for the season. Randy Gregory from Hamilton Southeastern, their pass rusher, done for a while now. He's not going to be playing. And we know that Russell Wilson has a throwing shoulder situation, too, and – as I talked about earlier this morning, Tony and I were going back and forth on WIBC about how exactly this Colts team should handle Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson has found it a struggle with this offense. They have some name, some young name wide receivers, but the offense has not, Brent, had the flow with Russell Wilson as they've been 
looking for thus far. That has been problematic. But when asked how the Colts defensively should deal with Russell Wilson, all you have to do is go back to two weeks ago and watch how I thought fantastically this Colts defense handled Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. you got to try to keep them boxed in, or the quarterbacks in this case. And what they call it at that level, they say you got to keep him in the well. Uh, they did keep Patrick Mahomes in the well, and they'll try to do that with Russell Wilson coming up later on tonight. So I'm not going to suggest the game plan will be entirely the same, but just remember how good you felt after watching this defense play and knowing what Gus Bradley and how he set them up to play against the Chiefs, know that a lot of that will be moving forward to this Thursday night game against the Broncos. But offensively, much like we've seen from the Colts so far this year, not at the level of the Colts this year, but the Broncos, Brent, have been struggling too. They have. You know, they're sitting at 2-2, two and two and uh, the Colts at 1-2-1, one, and one, right? So it's going uh, to be a battle. But, uh, you know, Denver's a tough place to play. I mean, that Mile High City is going to take, uh, take some energy out of people too. So it's going to be fun to watch. I think it'll be a great game, actually. And, again, that line's sitting at 3, so it's, uh, you know, they're picking to be pretty close. What do you think? Pick the brain of Vegas just for a moment as to why it's 3 and sitting where it is right now. It's kind of been hanging there for, for most of the week. I think it started at 3.5 and, and it's down to 3 right now. But kind of pick the brain a little bit as to why the number sits, Brent, where the number sits right now. Well, I, I honestly think, I mean, you know, again, you're looking at it. These two teams haven't performed to the level that they both should have, right? So you got these, uh, you got the Colts that that's still fresh in, in everyone's yep. mind from beating the Chiefs, uh, again without Taylor, without Leonard. But they got they got some holes, they got some stuff that's going to be tough tonight. But you've also got that Denver team that's just not looked uh, very good, and and Russell's not kind of popped in like they thought he would. So I think it's that's where it sits. You got two subpar teams so far to this to this date. I think you're going to see a little bit of uh, probably a lot of heavy running game. But without Jonathan Taylor, I mean Naeem Hines, he's yep. got to step up too. So. Uh, and then Williams, without he's out with Denver, you know. So you got Melvin Gordon probably going to be yeah. the lead back there. I think you're going to see a pretty good dose of that. Um, but uh, you know, again, I think uh, uh, we'll we'll see tonight, right? It's, I'm Judy, happy they're playing on Friday. Sutton, guys that you'll watch for, you know, okay. coming up wide receiver wise for the Broncos. But you know, much like not to the the degree of the Colts, but much like what we've seen with the Colts, offense has been a struggle for them. And now you kind of get people talking about Russell Wilson and saying, hey. You know, there was a reason why he had so much success in Seattle. Certainly he was good, but it was more what was built around him. Now all of a sudden you hear those questions regarding the first four weeks of the season in a new uniform in Denver. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, he's still trying to sync up, as Matt Ryan yeah. is too, right? They've, they've got to get that sync. Um, you know, it's very similar in Green Bay. Rodgers has been there a long time, but he doesn't have the receivers he's been used to throwing to. There's a lot to be said about that when they get a chance to uh, – Kind of know know that player, what they're gonna, what route they're gonna run. When they can look at him and just say, "Hey, I'm going to you," without even saying it. So, um, I don't think they're there yet. But uh, again, I think we're uh, we're in for a good game, and hopefully, you know, the Colts can get off the uh, snide a little bit, and get moving. For the Colts defensively, outside of Russell Wilson here, Melvin Gordon is their leading rusher right now. 37 carries, 139 yards. Um, and a touchdown on the season. Cortland Sutton, their leading receiver at 24 receptions, 343 yards, and a touchdown. But still, those, those numbers, not quite what everybody has been expecting when Russell Wilson came over from Seattle. And um, it, it, it's, it's interesting. You get a 2-2 two and two team in Denver who obviously is in desperate need of a win, but nobody in the NFL is more desperate for a win, in my opinion, right now. Because if you're looking at... If you're looking at a couple of teams that are major disappointments, 
both of these teams featured tonight on Thursday Night Football would be exactly that definition. However, when you look at it for Denver, because of the division in which they play, this would be, and I'm not suggesting at all this is not prioritized by the Colts because we'll get to that side in a second, but as far as priorities are concerned, they play in the AFC West. So this is more of a premium situation for them than it certainly is for the Colts. But again, I'm not going to downplay just how important this game is for them because you lose this. You look, for example, as you did in the first half against Tennessee this past week, and then you've got, what, the better part of 10 days to sit on it where something could happen, where you could have an owner that's been out of shape saying something's got to happen here. Offensive line does not play well. You wonder how that's going to affect Chris Strasser. You kind of wonder why going into this week, had it not been a short week, maybe Chris Strasser would have had more of the offensive line coach of the Colts, more of an issue than he ultimately had. But you have to perform this week. You have to give more of the second-half performance then you certainly did the first half, and that was the most disappointing part, is how they looked at the first half against Tennessee, knowing the importance of that game on Sunday. Now, I don't know if you can count on it, because certainly you haven't been, but the problem is with this team, it is the starts. It's been over and over and over. I'm not suggesting you can count on them finally getting off to a better start. I know what you're going to say. Well, what about Kansas City? They got off to a good start there. Kansas City kick-started them. There, no doubt. Thank you, Andy Arendale of Quack Daddy Donuts right there in the house, right next door. But they needed a kickstart against Kansas City. They got that. And then we ultimately saw, even with everything went down, the outcome. This, um, this is a little bit different. I mean, this is going to have to be a finally, you, you look in the mirror and you go, hey, all right, we're going to be the only game on. We don't want to look like this any longer. We don't want to start like this any longer. And even if Frank, his voice is not being heard, you know, even if he's being tuned out, even if his voice is not loud enough, at some point, the pride for these players have to kick in, especially in terms of the way that you start a game. And the way that they started the game on Sunday against Tennessee is unacceptable, is inexcusable, and that's what I'm going to look for more than anything else later on tonight is how this team is able to start this game because we've gone over it and over it and over it again, and if there is a huge downfall to this team overall, it's the way that they start. We'll see if they can get off to a different start in what's going to be a hostile environment tonight because Denver has a hell of a crowd, a standalone game on a Thursday night, so they're going to be rowdy. Yeah, you're right, and, you know, I think this is where Matt Ryan's got to turn it around right here. We've got to see something out of Matt Ryan, right, because he's just not, again, he doesn't have a whole lot of time back there but he hasn't come in and shown that leadership uh, to, to really take him up to the next level. So, you know, you got to look for him to go tonight, but you're absolutely right. It's a tough place to play. It's loud. Yeah. So they're going to have to make sure they're good on their uh, silent signals and, and uh, you know, their audibles and whatnot. But uh, he's got to really turn it up tonight. And I think, you know, you might see a little bit of that because you got two of the, the I think they're both at the bottom, uh, the two of the worst scoring teams to date in the NFL. So they're just not putting up points. Again, that bodes well for the Colts. But, again, if they can uh, get out there and uh, get something started early, which that's been their problem, John, they can't start. They can't score in that first. You, get, you bury yourself, and you're unable to dig you're out. You're unable, and right? We've seen that so much. Yeah. And, and, and to me, while I'd also be one to blame the head coach and wonder about the head coach right now, at some point, if you're a player, just have some stinking pride. Yeah. Have a little bit of pride. Go out there and know your situation. Know 
that the buzzards are circling right now. Know that your team has been a massive underachiever and has looked as the largest disappointment in the NFL so far this year going into week five. And do something about it, for goodness sake. Got to get a fire lit. Yeah, I mean, do something about it. Offensive line, play better than average or below average. Be better than that. Defensive line, even if DeForest Buckner is not out there or is out there on a pitch count, just on a number of plays with that elbow, step up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, come off the edge a little bit. I mean, really, when you look back at all four games so far, a guy like Yannick Ngakwe has been basically invisible in three of them. The lone game that he was active and you really saw what we thought we were going to see was against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know how much that bears in comparison with Russell Wilson to Mahomes two weeks ago. But at some point, at some point, we know that the coach is going to, going to fall on the sword if it continues to go this way. But at some point, it's got to be the players looking in the mirror and saying, this is on us. This is what we're, we're not supposed to be this. I said this all week. This is not what we're supposed to be seeing. It shouldn't be what we're seeing. It is. And then if you continue, Brent, to play that way, at some point, you bring up that old overused cliche. It is what it is. This is who they are. And that would be the most disappointing because if that's who they are right now, you can kind of look at the salary structure of this team and wonder again in the foreseeable future if this is how it's going to continue to be. That's when you question everything. Absolutely. And, you know, again, talking back to getting started, you got to come out hot, right? Like you just said, get something creative to get going out there because, you know, last week they were down 14-0 in the first quarter. Yeah. Right right there, now you're playing from behind. Now it's tough. They're not built for that right They're now. They're not. They've got to get out there and get that first first strike. So, you know, hopefully uh, Frank Wright gets something going on because he's going to be mentioned in that hot seat uh, as we've talked about. Oh, past. yeah. Well, he's, he's in it. He's in it he's right now. He's definitely in it for sure. But <laughs> he's it, in it, it's yeah. going to go from hot to burnt. Yeah. You know, well, real quick. yeah. So uh, yeah. We, I saw Ursay made some some comments about, uh, you know, Matt Ryan and, and, and mm-hmm. talking about Frank Reich and talking about Ballard, you know. So there's some uh, he's definitely trying to light the fire and you just hope that they can come through. And like you said, get out there and play with some passion and get started on the right foot. It's uh, Brent Holverson with me. We're live in Westfield at Joe's Grill. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour. And we start with the Colts and Denver tonight. The standalone on Thursday Night Football on Amazon, of course. I think locally it's on our TV6, but obviously you've got to crank it up with us on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, you look at this standalone game tonight, the rest of, and, and just eyeballing the rest of the Week 5 schedule, there's some weirdness going on there. There's some significant weirdness that I have noticed. There's definitely some yeah. weirdness, John. There is definitely some weirdness. we got some bigger lines coming up now, yeah, too, right? No so that's going to start to come into play. You know, if you look back on, on betting history, right, we always say week one and two, you know, proceed with caution. Week three and four, we started figuring some stuff out. Yep. Week five and six, you're going to start to see a little bit more. Now the public really comes into play, and that's what changes these lines. When people see teams playing certain teams and they remember the week before, the week before that, so now they're adjusting those lines to that. So, um, you know, again, I, I think tonight's line is uh, pretty interesting. I think it's probably right where it should be. Yeah. Because um, I, think, I think most people are suggesting, like me, in the neighborhood of, you know, 2320 or 2017, something like that. Sure. Or we don't expect a large number of points I don't, tonight. I don't expect fireworks at all. I mean, I, I actually really like the under. It's 42 right now, open yeah. at 43. Really intrigued by that, just based on what we've seen the first four weeks. So, uh, you know, again, I think it's a good way to start. And then... We're going to kick off Sunday with a little 9:30 Europe game with the Green Bay Packers and the Giants. So look at that number. You know that's up at eight right now. So and there's you know the Packers haven't been scoring and the Giants. You know they got quarterback issues and 
So, you know, the, the week five picks coming up uh, here at Top of the Hour, John, I think are going to be fun for us. Yeah, I mean, you look at that. You look at a, a team like the Chargers going across country, playing the Browns in that early game, the 1 o'clock start with the Browns. Yeah, two-and-a-half-point underdogs. That's a that really one. odd line to me, too. Yeah, me, t- me too. I-, I tell you another one, too. You-, you saw last week what Seattle did, right, going across country. They got to go, not across country, but middle of the country. They got to go down to New Orleans, and, you know, they're getting five points for a team that, that, that has shown that they can do some things. They've also shown that they can't. They've been very inconsistent. But you look at the numbers compared to what New Orleans has looked like and, you know, how they lost in London this past weekend on that double-doink miss and <laughs> by Will Lutz. Kind of interesting to see that line as well, the way it yeah. starts. No, it really five. is. And, and, again, I think a lot to be said about yep. that is, you know, the, the injuries, right? So Winston with cracked ribs, broken ribs, whatever he's got going on. Uh, Kamara was a, was a scratch early last week. So a lot of people missed out on getting him out of the lineup because right before the game, he was out. So, um, but, uh, you know, if you look at, like, Seattle, very impressive, really, from watching them and thinking that they're one of the bottom-tier teams. They look pretty good. You know, Rashad Penny, two touchdowns. I think he butt rushed for a buck 50 or something yeah. like that. Uh, Metcalf start to get back in the game. So that game right there, it does draw a little bit of uh, interest over here for my eyes. Uh, other games we're looking at, Tennessee on the road at Washington versus the Commanders. The Titans are a point and a half favorites in that one. Jacksonville and Houston within the AFC South with Jacksonville a seven-point favorite at home that? over the Jags. Houston Texans. Jags yeah. seven. They look pretty good. Yeah, we talked about they it. They do. And that, that's something nobody's going to look ahead if you're the Colts because you can't afford to right now the way that you played, especially starting games. But that is coming up next for the Colts and one that, again, we're going to start. I talk about must wins all the time. So you kind of go, yeah, whatever. You're talking about must wins every day. But then it's going to start to become that. Because, again, the slow starts in games we see is like the slow start of the season. You bury yourself. You, you bury yourself before you're able to dig out of it, unfortunately. And that is the path in which this Colts team's taken. Right no, now. you're absolutely right. I mean, and, again, we've got we still it's, it's early on. Yep. But it's like you said, it's moving. It's moving quickly, right? We're kind of a third of the yep. way-ish through the season, which, again, blows my mind. It comes takes so long to get here, and then all of a sudden it just takes off. Uh, great defensive effort we saw with the 49ers, no doubt about oh, that. Yeah. If there's a defense out there that, you know, one like the Colts defense, I was thinking maybe not looking like that. But I thought they'd have the opportunity to be in the neighborhood of that. But then when you watch the way that they played on Monday night against the Rams and then you compare it what we have seen consistently by the Colts, there is no comparison. I mean, they, they have multi-individual athletic talents, and the Colts just have a jumble of guys that, um, other than Grover Stewart, who steps up basically the entire time, will step up here or there, and that's about it. Absolutely. So you saw a huge difference in the expectations I had for this Colts defense so far. Um, compared to a, a team like San Francisco that brings it. God, their defense looked good. Didn't they, they? They, they just they held them in check, and, and the Rams could never get going. I mean, I liked the Rams last week, and it did, they never could get going whatsoever. And Cooper Cup had 13 receptions, I think, or maybe 14. I think it was tied to season. Or it was uh, almost like they let him go. We're going to get after your quarterback yeah. because Stafford can't move around very well. Yep. Uh, you, he can get some numbers, but nobody else is going to get any numbers, and they just take care of it that and way. And there were several dropped picks yeah. that they should have had too, right. right? Even more on top of that. So, yeah, that, their defense looks great. I mean, again, they don't have the powerful offense. Um, Garoppolo is still, I don't know if, you know, he, he again, great backup, right? So, uh, but they got uh, Elijah Moore still out for the year. And, uh, uh, you know, Debo Samuel, he's a, he's a man. You know, like that guy, just give him the ball. How do you get it to him? Throw it to him, run him, whatever. He's going to keep you in the game. Uh, they definitely looked uh, looked a lot better than what I've seen them the first couple of weeks, so that was an interesting one. I'll tell you a big game coming up. is going to be that Philly-Arizona game. You know, you got the undefeated uh, Eagles going into Arizona. Arizona finally had some life last yeah. week. So that game right there, and you got it's five points. You know, again, you got a five-point dog. 
It's an interesting one to me, too. Here's what I've noticed about the Cardinals. Just when you start giving expectations of how they should play because you've seen some evidence and they show it to you a little bit, they quickly pull that rug out from under you and no longer show that. They are a dangerous team in the world of betting and our wagering and our large city bourbon locks and Luna's little tequila shots because you can't count on them very much. Incredibly inconsistent. High-level talent yep. at a lot of positions, but inconsistent they are. Just when you think you got to figure it out, it's going to flip-flop. That's the NFL, right? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about that. Brent Halverson, our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up here at 4 o'clock. And we're in Westfield at Joe's Grill. It's a home of Nally and Miller and everybody. And just an oasis of greatness here, no matter what time of day we're talking about. Absolutely. This place is awesome. I mean, this is the newest uh, family member to the Joe's crew here and. uh uh, coming up on two years, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to Nally and those guys about that. But uh, doing great. They got a great staff, and you know, getting the great Joe's food up here, and uh, the great selection of spirits, if you will. Right? We Look at that bourbon it. wall back there. I mean, there's a lot of good juice. There's back a there, lot of good stuff there. And I'll tell you what, we're going to sample some of it. So come on up and join us. And oh, we'll get some we got a lot of samples we flowing here. We got some samples flowing. You know, absolutely. I almost, I almost kind of went off the board a little bit and kind of thought about a uh, because that's game day, I guess. Maybe a Bloody Mary. I kind of thought about that. Well, all right. I almost thought about that, okay. but I didn't do it because I'm always going by, this is what I know right here. Well, the this good is thing it. is, John, is you can slip one in there just to kind of get you a little, little yeah. fix, right? Yeah, so, yeah, we, we, we got right now, we got the Larceny Bourbon, we got the Ginger Ale, which is the staple of our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Absolutely. You know what I'm feeling we should do, John, because this is kind of a, a double uh-huh. pack for you today, right? Yeah. going to roll right into uh, right. after the show. We'll, uh, we'll get up here when we get the boys up here. We'll do a little Luna Zool tequila shot to kind of start. The oh, wait a minute. Hey, shots. Now. Shots. Shots on a Thursday on Colts game day sounds good. I think Nally's into it. He's always into it. Brent Alvers <laughs> is like bad influence. He's like Rob Lowe in the early 90s, <laughs> late 80s to me right here. <laughs> hey, I'm James Spader. Hey, what are we doing? Hey. John, it's, it's product the bad sampling. Influence. It's product sampling. All we're going to do is we're just going to take a little bit of uh, a little bit of juice and uh, give us some smart juice to pick some games. How about I'm that? I'm James Spader. Hey, what are we going to do? I'm going to do this radio show. Let's do some shots. Come okay. So Brent Halverson right there. Week 5, Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shot starts with the Colts and the Broncos coming up later on tonight. Again, think long and hard about that. And maybe some more things like the, the first to score, some of these prop bets. Uh, some yeah. Obviously, you mentioned the over-under. A lot of interesting scenarios brewing around the standalone tonight, Brent. Absolutely. And, you know, the, these games here are so big for Vegas, right, because they get a lot more prop bets. They get okay. a lot more action on the side and the total just because it's a sole game. So um, there's, there's some fun little treats. Well, uh, let's dig into that a little bit because I, uh, I peeked at a couple earlier today we might talk about. We are going to fire this up coming up in just a sec. Actually, 4 o'clock hour. Nally's going to join us. Miller's here right too. I saw Miller walk through here just a minute ago. So uh, Tommy S. from Coaches is here. I saw Nick Hall's in the house as well. Got a good crew up Whole there. hee-haw gang. Is our, how about Romy and Sarah? Romy and here. Sarah, that's awesome. You know, you know how great Romy and Sarah are. We're on the home turf. You know they you send know? me food every single Saturday night, that's right? That's just outstanding. Yep. That's outstanding. He sent me some kind of egg the other night. What the, was that egg? Scottish egg. Ooh, that is Scottish. Guys from Green County don't see a lot of those. <laughs> I was going, what is that? Scottish egg. How old is that thing? What is that? Yeah, thing? it is that. that. But did, nah, you yeah. did you eat them? I did, yeah. yeah oh, good, yeah. Huh? Yes. All right. That's a, that's a shout-out to Romy and Sarah, the lovely Sarah over there. So good to see Making you. Making sure Romy stays in line. Yes. <laughs> as best he can. Hands full over there, Sarah, right? Hey, yeah. come and join us. The great food, and we got free samples flowing. Larceny Bourbon, all the Heaven Hill umbrella products here for you. It's going to be a flow, and I'm going to be here, in fact, until 7.30. Remember, we do this show until 5.30, and then 5.30 until 7.30. 
we will do the Colts pregame huddle with Bill Brooks and Greg Rakestraw. Again, that begins at 5.30. All right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Mike Chappell's going to be here. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots, that is underway officially at 4 o'clock. A shout-out to Andy Arendale of Quack Daddy Donuts next door who brought some by. He is not only a great dude, but he also loves, obviously, the station and did a lot of stuff with both Kevin and Query during training camp up here in Westfield. So a shout-out to Andy for that, too. Thank you very much. And coming up on the other side, the latest from Denver. We'll get a Denver Broncos pool reporter to tell us about the shortcomings of the offense. What's been going down through the first four weeks of the season with Russell Wilson? Javante Williams being out. How big of a deal will that be? Randy Gregory defensively being out. How big of a deal will that be? And where this Broncos team stands uh, compared to that of the Colts. That's coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Live in Westfield, our Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots having a fantastic time already. Join us here for a Colts game day. Colts and Broncos coming up later on tonight. And again, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, it is wide open right now. I'm going to jump in with you guys. We'll have conversations. And the camera is in studio with Kyle down on the circle. But no, it does not matter. You just don't get to see me, but you still get the same type of content inside the lounge via YouTube live. You've got the stream, and you've got 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. The Ride with JMV. Wow. I don't know what to say. I guess, wow. I guess the only thing I can say is I'll promise to keep rocking and rolling and making better films. 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. This show on a game day is in Westfield at Joe's Grill. Hey, Nally, what's the exact address of this place? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm, I'm a jerk like that. Hey, Nally, what's the address? What's the street right out here? Spring Mill Road. 161 in Spring Mill Road. There you go, man. That's our uh, Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Zool Tequila Shots at Joe's Grill in Westfield. <laughs> hey, Nally, what's the address? Uh, you know he about gave me his home address. He did. You know, you know, and hence the reason we'll bring a little Luna Zool Tequila because that'll make that address grow. He's got four or five locations, so I get it. It gets hard. It gets hard. Oh, man, that's where you're going to catch not only this show and our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Zool Tequila Week 5 Shots Top of the Hour. But you're also going to get the Colts pregame huddle. Me, former wide receiver Bill Brooks and Greg Rakestraw coming up here at 530 today. 161 and Spring Mill. Joe's Grill. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, he writes about the Broncos for the Athletic. Nick Cosmider joins us. Hey, Nick, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Things are getting a little bit loose here, Nick. Do you think you can handle it? Are you all right? Are you good? I'm good, man. Hey, it's a Thursday <laughs> afternoon, sun shining. Let's let's get after it. Oh, we're going to get after it just a little bit. I, I did want to ask you this because we we know here, obviously, we have uh, watched uh, and know the numbers offensively, and they have been horrific so far. Uh, disappointing have been the offensive numbers in Denver with Russell Wilson through the first four weeks as well. What has, for the most part, been the issue on that side of the football? Yeah, well, they're completely boomer bust. They're, they're the kind of the definition of that term. And I'll, and I'll give you an example as to why. There's no team in the NFL that is, is ending a larger percentage of its drives with punts than the Broncos. But they are also fourth in the league in explosive play rate. So essentially what is happening is they're either going three and out 
or Russell Wilson is hitting a 45, 50-yard pass down the field, and, and they're scoring a touchdown. And, and in practical terms, it looks like, hey, three and out three times in a row, and then all of a sudden they get a drive going. They get started with some out-of-the-pocket rollout, you know, 30-yard pass to Cortland Sutton, and all of a sudden they're on the move. So there's times where it looks like they have the firepower. They have the, the stuff but then just prolonged stretches where they cannot get out of their own way. They're behind the sticks constantly. Um, the, the last week, they, their average third goal to gain on third down was 10 yards. Um, you're just not going to win games that way. You're not going to produce anything consistently offensively that way. So it's just a complete boom or bust deal right now where they cannot find any consistent traction at all. Has Russell Wilson played disappointingly because listen we we get the from the outside looking in view and a lot of the national scope and you know a lot of people you know have taken time especially if they've been in and around the Seattle area to say hey you know this is what he was it was more about the team here than it was about him how has he been viewed in the first four weeks in a Broncos uniform you know I think there's been I think it's fair to say that here locally there's been a little bit of a disappointment probably that he has not been able to kind of lift the offense, um, you know, to, you know, to a more efficient performance at this stage of the year. And a lot of that stems from guys ever since, ever since Peyton Manning, that fellow that, you know, well retired here after the 2015 season, it's just been a carousel of quarterbacks that has led to just some of the worst offensive football your eyes have ever seen. And so when they got Russell Wilson, they got Nathaniel Hackett, this, offensive-minded play caller who spent the last three years with Aaron Rodgers. The idea was that they could come in and, if not set the world on fire offensively, at least be far better than they have been for the past six years. And the reality is that they're not right now. They're, they're, they are statistically the same offense that they've been given. And so, um, you know, look, they gave up five draft picks to Russell Wilson. They've already signed him to a $245 million extension. And, and the thing is, he's not been bad. Um, he, he has been a guy who, when he gets outside of the pocket and, and does the things that he does well, even though his mobility has declined, he still is able to make those plays. It just has not been frequent enough. There, there's still some, some just problems between he and Nathaniel Hackett in terms of you know, getting the right play calls onto the field, doing it efficiently, figuring out what, what the other really wants to run. Um, and part of that is to be expected. We're seeing it with Matt Ryan. It's just you played somewhere your whole entire career. Now all of a sudden you have new personnel, new everything. There's going to be an adjustment period to that. But I think fans are saying, okay, it's, it's time now. We, we've had four games. We've had this time. Let's start to see it. Uh, again, it's uh, Nick Kosmider of The Athletic on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Get a Thursday night standalone tonight featuring the Colts and the Broncos in Denver coming up later on this evening. You mentioned Nathaniel Hackett, the first-year head coach, and the first year for Russell Wilson in Denver um, do you have people kind of divvying up sides on this, whether uh, we're going to blame the quarterback, uh, we're going to blame the new head coach? Uh, through the first four weeks of the season, is there any animosity, not between them, but for fans on either side of what they've seen from the coach and then what they've seen from the quarterback to this point? Yeah, I, I think there. You, I think that you see that, and, that, and that's, I think, probably pretty par for the, for the course in term of the, terms of the fan experience. There are some people who believe that, the Broncos are not doing thing, anything offensively because Nathaniel Hackett, um, if he's not struggling with game management stuff, which is what he did um, very notably his first two weeks of the season, um, then it's this problem with, with creating some rhythm offensively. I mean, they're just having these calls where they're either on first down, they're throwing incomplete, or they're getting a negative run, or they're committing a penalty. Those have been their three most like um, consistent outcomes on first down, and that has just set them – 
set them apart. So there's some who say, hey, get us in a play. Get us a play. Get us um, a scheme that will get these drives started faster. And and I think that's kind of more of where the, the fan sort of blame is going. But there are some who say, listen, Russell Wilson is supposed to be this nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback. He needs to be able to sort of lift this offense in this sort of early learning stage um, of everybody being together, that, that, it, that it, the onus is on him. Um, and the, the truth probably lies somewhere in between. That, it, that It's both of them getting used to one another. The offensive line needs to play better. Um, and, and, of course, you know, you've had Melvin Gordon, who's fumbled four times in four games. You've had drops. So it just has been inconsistent across the board. So the fans are lining up. But if you want kind of a, a bird's-eye view of where to cast the blame, it really is on just about every aspect of this offense right now. Hey, was there any other quarterback options that Denver was going to look toward in the offseason, or was it basically from the gate? I, I guess once we started to find out, and, you know, Russell Wilson did kind of trickle out some of the info that he wasn't happy and he would like to move along. Was he going to be the only one in, in their focus in the offseason? Well, I, I think they there was a, a big kind of concerted effort to see what the possibility of acquiring Aaron Rodgers was, and that goes back to, um, you know, the 2021 draft, if you remember the day of the draft is when Aaron, Adam Schefter, you know, kind of breaks the story that, that Aaron Rodgers is, is really frustrated with things in Green Bay. And, and he was all of a sudden trying to trying to create this this trade. And, and that day, it looked like the Broncos, um, you know, might try to swing something that was going to bring Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Uh, it obviously didn't happen. They, they got to the they got to the table during the 2021 season. He played in Green Bay. Um, but that sort of, I guess, flirtation, at least among the Broncos fan base with, with Aaron Rodgers, continued to exist this offseason. I think that was the target that everybody thought that they were going for. And, you know, I was at the Combine in February, and, um, you know, the, the Broncos really did a, a, a good job of keeping this Russell Wilson thing under wraps because you couldn't find anybody that kind of had that knowledge of that pursuit going on at the time. Um, but, but of course, Aaron Rodgers ends up signing back in Green Bay, and then the wheels started turning pretty quickly on the Russell Wilson thing. But I do, I am curious just to know what they would have tried to do, um, you know, had neither one of those guys been, been available because they've, they've been kind of doing this throughout ever since Peyton Manning retired, you know, um, you know, late second round draft pick, sign a free agent, um, you know, kind of try a late round pick, um, winning a job. They've just, they've just filled the hole in almost every single way to where, this was really the thing for them to finally try, right? Just, just draft, send as many draft picks as you need, get the quarterback because, you know, they were tired of this, this changing quarterbacks every single year situation, which of course you guys know nothing about. <laughs> well, it's funny. There's a common thread here. I mean, other than maybe three years and uh, kind of a fourth regarding Andrew Luck. I mean, the way that, that Peyton Manning, when, when he stepped away from the game in Denver, and the way things went for the Broncos is kind of how, at least even now the post-Luck era, how everybody certainly yeah. feels around here. You're just kind of chasing chasing your tail once he leaves. I, it just must be, well, here, I mean, obviously Jim Ursay fired him, which we look back on right. and kind of go, oh, my goodness. But at the same time, he did, you, you know, you, you look at some similar situations, I think, after the fact with Manning in mind with both organizations. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of wild, sort of some of the, the parallels that there really have been a lot of them. And you know, in the moment when you get these answers and you sort of talk yourself into saying, "Hey, this is you know this is a pretty good idea," or we'll try to catch lightning in a bottle, like you know Philip Rivers will get you to the playoffs, and then you just try to go and and make something happen when you get into the tournament, and then you you know you, you put a different band aid on it the next year. It just 
it leads you into just kind of having this sort of, um, you know, always kicking the can down the road until you find the perfect option. Well, right. There just often isn't one. And, and the reality is that the Broncos have now, you know, hitched their proverbial Bronco wagon to Russell Wilson for the next five years. And listen, I, I'm one that thinks it's way too early to say, Hey, he doesn't have it anymore. He's declining. It's four games in. I, I don't think the panic button is necessary, but they have to make this work because this is where they finally decided to pull the trigger on the big quarterback investment. And and if this doesn't work, then you've set yourself back a long time. Nick Cosminer, the athletic call, uh, covers the Broncos. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You go all the way back to training camp. How big of a deal has it been for this offense and the whole acclimation process of Russell Wilson when Tim Patrick, the wide receiver, went down for the season in camp? Yeah, he was a, he's probably been the team's most um, consistent presence in the wide receiver room. Of course, Cortland Sutton tore his ACL in 2020 when he came back in 2021, had some bright moments, but was still very clearly kind of working his way back from that injury. Um, you know, Jerry Judy has dealt with his injuries and then, and then some just sort of drop issues and consistencies. Um, and, and then KJ Hamler, another promising fast third year wide receiver. He just dealt with an ACL injury. And Tim Patrick was the guy that was really, you know, the glue through all of that durable, accountable, um, you know, going entire seasons without dropping the pass, dropping the ball. And is also because of his size, a great slot blocking wide receiver. You could just put him about anywhere. And so I think that loss has really, has really hurt them, um, you know, probably more than a lot of people realize. But it has unfortunately been, you know, kind of par for the course with that receiving group. I mentioned Sutton, all these guys that have been injured now, each one of their top yeah. four wide receivers has missed extensive time um, in, the, in the last few seasons, and, and that, that has hurt. And that's why I thought, you know, that the Broncos probably should have played their starters a little bit in the preseason. We know that teams are kind of gravitating toward this idea of let's not play our guys, let's keep them fresh. But you've seen the injuries anyway, and, and the, the net result was the Broncos came out their first two weeks and really through the first quarter of the season have not been clicking offensively at all. Um, all right, I'm an Indiana State Sycamore. Jonas Griffith, yeah. how's he looked? What's going on there? Because we're always going to be brothers when it comes to Sycamores, yeah. former Sycamores. How are we looking there at linebacker? Oh, I'm glad you brought Jonas up. He, he's probably my favorite guy in the locker room on this Denver team. Um, just, just an absolute smile on his face all the time, just authentically about the nicest guy that you'll ever, that you'll ever come across, obviously came into the league undrafted because he, you know, he got to Indiana state having only played one year of high school football, um, you know, earned his way into that NFL prospect tier, but had to really grind through, you know, practice squads um, with the 49ers and then, and then a cup of coffee with the Colts, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Um, And, and and he has just worked himself, started with special teams. um, But he had a, you know, he had the game clinching interception against the 49ers two weeks ago. Uh, told me that he was going to be uh, sleeping with that game ball next to him, and um, you know I believe it. So uh, glad to hear um, you know he's got he's got friends out there because Jonas is just an just an awesome guy and has been a been a critical part of this defense as well. Well, we we, we think about it. the head coach Kurt Mallory over at Indiana State's a friend of mine, and um, yeah, that's one of the things. It, it's too bad I tried to get him on. I wanted to get him on. It was a short week, and it's really tough yeah. to pin these guys down and get them on for a radio interview in a short week. But man, we're really proud of what he's accomplished. Yeah, that's great. I talked to I talked to Kurt for a profile I did of Jonas a couple of weeks ago, and his his brother Mike Mallory is actually the assistant special teams coach for the Broncos, and and uh, he so he told me a story where Jonas is in a special teams meeting uh, when this new staff got here, and uh, Mike Mallory starts talking and, and laying out some of the install, 
And Jonas just starts laughing, and, and, and Mike goes, I'm sorry, man, what, what are you laughing at? He's like, I'm sorry, coach. You just you look exactly and sound exactly like your brother, and I just can't get it out of my mind. So I thought that was a pretty funny story. <laughs> He's uh, Nick Cosbider of The Athletic covers the Broncos. He's going to be in the house later on tonight. That Thursday nighter features the Colts and the Broncos and two teams that need a win and need a win uh, – Big time. Nick, I appreciate you, man. That's great stuff, and we'll catch up with you sometime down the road. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Nick Cosminer of The Athletic on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pileline. A quick shout-out to John Dishour, who was in this market and did weather for Fox 59, most notably, right? 59 or CBS 4? 59, both. Same building, right? He was in the building with Hagan. Uh, moved out to Nebraska to do weather, and now he is apparently moving back where he's going to do some weather around here and some other stuff as well. But John is always active um, inside, or I should say inside the lounge, but always active on Twitter and follows local sports, and he is here with us today. I'm telling you, this is a great time to get out here because you can hang with us before the game, pregame with us, and then watch the game here as well. Joe's Grill on 161 and Spring Mill Road is our location. we got a Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up at the top of the hour. Nally and Miller in the house. Brent Halverson rejoins. Mike Chappell on the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, the Colts pregame huddle coming up today at 5.30. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. It takes him a second to get on the stool because he's under 5 feet tall. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back, everybody. Joe's Grill. We're in Westfield today. Great food, awesome beverages, as we've talked about, too. And you got to stand alone on a Thursday night with the Colts on the road at Denver. We've been talking about that a little bit earlier. Nick Cosmider covers the Broncos for the Athletic. If you missed any of that, the podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. The camera is not on me today or us today. However, it is on in studio. And you can still get in there. And I'm participating in these ridiculous conversations right now because I love them. So log on and get involved if you want to listen inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You got that. You got the stream. And, of course, 93.5 and 107.5, the fan, as always. All right, the gang is all here for week number five of our Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Ryan Nally's in the house. John Nally's got his New York Mets uni on. He looks like Mike Piazza. I am ready for postseason baseball, and we made it. He's ready. That starts tomorrow. the division, but we're in there. Yeah, you kind of just... Uh, we talked about this earlier. Whenever Timmy Trumpet went out there and did that performance, yeah, I don't they kind of got a giant, giant, major jinx or not. They circled the drain after that a little bit, good. didn't they? They <laughs> did. Ryan Miller's in the house. Did you get that gas line fixed in the truck? Uh, water pump. Oh, that's what Nick Hall said. Water pump. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Shout out to Nick it's Hall like, for being we're, close. We're, we're working on it. It's baby stuff. <laughs> man, this is a, a man. We got Let's Daddy Donuts in the house here. Yeah, about that. Yeah. We're keep Miller away from these donuts. Andy Arendale right down the way from me <laughs> right here. I was Big happy. League I, barbers I, bringing in T-shirts. Big League Barbers. I went down there. They they asked. They said, hey, come down here and get a haircut. Yeah. And I I didn't get one, but I went down there and gave them a little bit of love because they were nice enough to Take uh, send me a tweet. Take these donuts home with you, John. I don't need, you think we so? don't need Miller into these. <laughs> you dig on a little quack daddy, don't you, Miller? Come on now. As poorly as I already am, we don't need him. I think you guys look good. Just dig into them right here. I was happy I didn't see the camera up here today. I forgot to shave. I ran out of time. Oh, you look. Uh, I didn't you go always on diet look good. Since last time. You always look really good. <laughs> I was good. so surprised last time. All of a sudden, you put a camera in my so face. So I'm going to eat donuts and drink 
Larceny and ginger ale, and I've got a Luna Azul shot out here. That's a that's good a, day. That's man. a hell of a Thursday that's, that's right a here. Great Thursday. <laughs> Already set up. All right, guys, what are we thinking? It's Ryan Miller, Ryan Nally, Brent Halverson, JMV. Week five starts with the Colts tonight. Any preconceived notions before we start here, fellas? Chime in. Well, uh, my take would be: <laughs> I, I think I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna shock it again, like Kansas City. The whole right. world's thinking they're gonna lose, and I think. They're going to come out with, with no Jonathan Taylor tonight. And who's going to have that? Hines? Is it going to be Hines? Yeah. Hines, well, Hines, Hines yeah, going to be back there. Yeah. They call, they brought up from the practice squad Philip Phil Lindsay, Lindsay yeah. who's, who's had production yeah. and played in Denver in the past, too. So we're, we shall we're gonna, see. We're going to see what they're about tonight again. The bright light, as always, is Nally right there, yeah. Miller. Anything? I, not not well, necessarily about this game, but anything. Mr. Optimistic over there. I yeah. went 5-12 and 12 my very first week of the season because, you know, I figured I should at least go up. Uh, as far as Colts go, yeah, I mean, you'd better hope I'm on a winning streak because I'm going to pick them. I've been swinging and missing on the Colts <laughs> all year. Brent Halverson, well, how did we do last week? So we got way? some stats here, John. So uh, last week I went 10-5-1. Yep. We all had a push, me, you, and Tommy Sutton on that Baltimore game. I think we all had Baltimore and actually Buffalo won by three, so that pushed. I went 10-5-1, so I'm sitting at 55% on the year. You're 9-6-1. Another good week. Oh, yeah, here we go. Brought you up to 48% on here the Here we air. go, Nick Hall. Here I come. And uh, Tommy Sutton was 6-9-1, so a little bit on the schneid there, but uh, we, get, we got Tommy <laughs> coming back up here in a couple weeks. We'll get back down there and uh, get him a redemption. So, piece. yeah, we're getting back on a little we, bit right we got here. Some, uh, we got some good stuff going on. Big games this week, too, John. You got it. You guys ready? Week five of the NFL starts tonight. <laughs> Kyle. Cue the band. Let's go. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks. Let's do it. And Luna Zool Tequila Shots. Of course, we'll leave the Colts and the Broncos for last year. Let's start. In London, 9.30 a.m. coming up on Sunday morning. Man, that London game was a weird one, too. There are way too many double doinks here in recent history for that's just weird, right? You didn't see it ever, right? And now you've seen it, like, here recently. You saw the one with Will Lutz uh, this past Sunday, uh, and the Saints end up losing, but Coming up on Sunday, the Giants and the Packers. This scares me a little bit, fellas, because the Packers are eight-point favorites. They don't look like that they're an eight-point favorite type of offense right now. However, you know what? The hell with it. I'm changing my mind. I'm going to take the Giants. Give me the eight points. I'm going to take the Giants over in <laughs> London, Brent Halverson. That I'm makes sorry. Me, that makes me happy, well, John, I'm, that you I'm, made the switch. I'm sorry I had to there because I, I don't the, – the Packers offense – Still scares me. You're going overseas and playing in London. It's just all really weird. That's a lot of points. You know, Nally, we were kind of on a thread yeah. last night talking, and I'm a little bit scared of it, too. That is a lot of points. Yeah. We don't have the offense that we need to have yet. But Rodgers and Dobbs are starting to kind of click, and Lazard's back there. So, I, you know what? I think we're going to do some stuff. Aaron Jones is going to be your player tomorrow. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers. I'll lay the eight. Again, betting purposes, buy that down to seven because yeah. that's uh, a big yeah, that, key that, number. I'll take the Packers minus eight Big in London. That eight right there, awesome Ryan Nally. What do you think about that? Well, Giants don't have a quarterback. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay in the minus eight. Uh, take Saquon Barkley, though, for a lot yeah. of yards. Yeah. What, do you, what say you, Miller? Uh, you know I'm a Green Bay boy through and through, even though it's in London. and obviously Get off a tender and make your pick. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I was actually just looking. I mean, Rodgers threw to eight different guys last week. So as much as we can even say that – he doesn't have that single guy that he keeps yeah. going to, or he doesn't have a lot of weapons. He has eight weapons that he's already used last week. I think he's just getting more comfortable with these guys. I think it's going to be a great week. We're going to win by at least eight. Uh, so I, I, I shouldn't have so that's gonna be a loser reverse course. 
I like I like when See, you do that, though, John. I like I when know you make it. that switch. I know, because all of a sudden, I want to be firm with it. And I go, oh, oh, oh. I better <laughs> go ahead and change it. against the grain, that is for sure. I did want to go against the grain right here. All right, 1 o'clock to start, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh, the Steelers, yeah, with the, their uh, Kenny Pickett, first-round pick quarterback from a year ago, Man, this is scary. I think Buffalo is really going to surge big coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock. That's a huge number. I'm going to go ahead and lay the 14 and take the Bills because I picked the Steelers to be a mess this year, and the Steelers have looked like a mess this year so far. Nally? I agree. Uh, you know, that's the biggest Steeler underdog line, I, I believe, in I believe in the last 25 years. I saw a stat on that as well. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, maybe ever. Uh, I'm still going to take Buffalo, minus 14. Miller. It's a lot of points. I'm sticking with Buffalo. Halverson. Yeah, I am too. I mean, Buffalo, I think they're 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 going to come back. You know, they got that win barely last week. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be they're, – they're too powerful. Pickett, I like that they made the, the, the quarterback switch in Pittsburgh. I just think it's uh, too, too tall of a task to go into Buffalo and get the W. 1 o'clock to start in Cleveland. You got the Chargers, and you have the Browns. It's all about in the AFC West trying to keep pace. Lay that 2.5 as the Chargers are the road favorites here. Take the Chargers on the road in Cleveland. Brent Halverson. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree here, too. And this line we talked earlier, this kind of kind of fishy. It's just underneath the field goal. you got to think. I mean, the, the Chargers, they have the firepower. Cleveland stuck around. They're at home. They're a home dog. It's just short of that f- that field goal, though. I'm going to go ahead and lay the two and a half. I'll take the Chargers on the road to travel west to east. Nally. This is my favorite pick of the week. The Chargers. Minus two and a half. Miller. Less than a field goal. We'll go with the Chargers. Makes I thought you were on Tinder and you were actually doing no, your no, face no. on your phone there. My bad. Sorry about that. That was a bad joke. Okay. No, I like that. Come Keep on. Larson Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool, Tequila Shots, 1 o'clock. Bears on the road in Minnesota. Shout out to Tommy S. I know where Tommy S. would go on this right now. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that 7.5, Brent Halverson. I'm going to take the Bears on the road in Tommy's house. On Sunday. What's Not so you? fast, my friend. I don't think so. I mean, the Bears are the Bears. Sorry, Romy. I know you're driving to Lafayette. Thanks for coming out today, by the way. But uh, I, they, they're just not that good. Minnesota looks pretty good. Granted, last week they, uh, you know, they, they got a little too close for comfort. Luck, luckily, the double doink saved them. Again, this this hook is scary. By the hook, I would take. Uh, I'll, I'll take Minnesota at home to get the win. Talk to us, Nelly. Vikings don't do not cover. Taking the Bears. Miller. Hoping for uh, Justin Jefferson to have a week against the Bears like he had against the Packers week one, Minnesota seven and a half. One o'clock on Sunday, Lions on the road at New England. Hey, settle down a little bit, Detroit Lions offense, won't you? I love it because they normally cover like nobody's business. They are three-point underdogs at New England. New England doesn't strike me as being worthy much of that, and Detroit can put up some numbers. So give me that three, Brent Halverson, and give me the Lions on the road in Foxborough. Those Lions, the number one highest scoring NFL team this year. The, they, they, they scored the most points out of, uh, out of all teams scored. They scored 140 points. Playing the New England Patriots, which are uh, 23rd in the league yep. on points. I just don't. I don't like them. Uh, I think. I think uh, Goff's got some good stuff going on. They just don't have a defense. So that run game is going to be big. That's going to c- control some things. But I'm going to go ahead and take Detroit with you, plus three. Nally, I'm taking those Lions plus three because I have no faith in Zappy Miller. I'll stick with the Lions and all the points that they love to put up. It, to me, this one o'clock start with Seattle and New Orleans. Seattle can be give or take, right? But New Orleans, it just looks like if they're not snake-bitten, as I alluded to a little bit earlier with that kick in London, they're just not very good. So I'm going to take the Seahawks on the road in New Orleans Sunday at 1 o'clock. Give me those five points and give me the Seahawks in New Orleans. 
Brent. Tricky team we talked earlier. I mean, Rashad Penny looked great last week. Uh, DJ Metcalf came back finally. He's, he's the big man. They need to get him the ball. They're looking good. But you know what? This is one of those games that number's weird. It's five. It's enough for me. I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints, lay the five at home, look for a win by a touch. Nelly. Alvin Kamara is back for the Saints, and I have more trust in Andy Dalton than I do. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Crablegs. Uh, Geno Smith. Oh, we were talking about Jameis Winston. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's out for yeah. injury. So I think Dalton's settling in, getting all those I'm gonna, all those snaps this week. I'm going to take Saints minus five. Miller. I'm going to stick with New Orleans as well. Kamara's back. All right. No tour from Miami. You know why. One o'clock to start. Miami on the road at the Jets. Uh, they are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and even with Teddy Bridgewater under center, go ahead and lay the three and a half, Brett, and give me the Dolphins on the road. Yeah, Dolphins still look good. Bridgewater looked great last yeah. week. And, uh, you know, I, the Jets are the Jets still, right? But uh, I, I'm going to join you there. I'm going to lay the three and a half again by the hook just to uh, save getting beat by that field goal. So Miami. Minus Valley. I'm going to go against the grain here. The Jets plus three and a half. You know, I don't even know how far against the grain that is. I mean, I, I think you can – you could kind of think You're about that as to being see logical. Some things with the JTS yeah. every week, and you have your starting quarterback in there. I mean, that can be Fubarish. That could turn foobarish. into be Dolphins, Dolphins aren't going to run the table. Like this could be the week that that, that gets uh, that comes down to the line. Miller, I had zero faith with the Jets going into the beginning of the season, and they've come out like two and two after all that. I don't know what it is about this team, but I'm going to yeah. put a little faith in them and take them with Nally on this game. Uh, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's will take the shots for week number five of the NFL. Our Colts-Denver Thursday night matchup coming up in just a minute. Sit tight for that. One o'clock to start on Sunday. The Falcons on their own against Tampa Bay. I, I know things didn't work out for the Buccaneers, right? But it kind of see, even with what Brady is going through with this whole Giselle thing, which is playing out like a Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie thing in the, the whatever, not the papers, but in the media and the social media. Tommy's out there slinging more than the football can right you, now. Can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine a single single Tom Brady? Oh, boy. Tommy's, My man, roll, Tommy's rolling around Tampa the B, slinging more than the B-52 is coming to a town near you. <laughs> Here comes Tom Brady. No doubt about that. Hey, by the way, nine-point favorites the Buccaneers at home. And what I was alluding to when, with Mike Evans back, he had a big night. This offense looks like it is slowly but surely getting into gear. I'm going to bury that nine, take the Buccaneers at home over the Falcons. Nally. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with you. I think TB12, newly single TB12, is going to go ahead and cover that nine. Man, if that's like the ultimate, the grass is always greener, right? <laughs> we don't know the it's going to be about 50% less in the uh, pocketbook, though. That's a, that's like, a well, She makes him. more than he does. So. He's divorcing a guy with a yeah. job. He probably had to sign, he probably, he probably had <laughs> to sign the job. prenup. I imagine. Well, I'm not yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully so. Anyway, Miller, talk to us. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Tom Brady this week. He needs to win this week uh, after everything else is going on in his life. Mariota has more interceptions than he has touchdowns. Is he still, is he throwing for them right now? He's not throwing much. He didn't throw much last week, but they got the win. They did get <laughs> the, the W. Team. They're weird. They're like, <laughs> we think about how boring the Colts have been to watch. The Falcons, that's why it's so bad with the Colts right now. You go, man, the Falcons are boring to watch. And then you go, well, what have we been watching for four weeks for the oh, most yeah. part? I have a different adjective too. than boring. Yeah, wait, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. I, I, took, I took Atlanta last week, and I, uh, I got the W on the, uh, on the pick. I'm going to go ahead and take Atlanta again. I think Tampa Bay wins this game. I think they win the game by seven. I'm going to get nine points, though. Give me Atlanta plus nine on the road. Let me tell you this. At 1 o'clock in D.C., or at least in the area, the Beltway, coming up on Sunday, the Commanders and Carson Wentz host Tennessee. I have in my little brain right now, Carson Wentz stepping up and helping out his old team, saying, I want to help out my old team right here. 
what, plus a point and a half is what the commanders are getting? They're going to win outright. Go ahead and take that point and a half and roll with the commanders at home, Brent. Over Tennessee. You know, the, the, the money's with you, John. I opened up at two and a half. It's now one and a half. So a little bit of money on Washington. I, I don't think so. I think Tennessee got a little bit of spark last week. I mean, uh, you know, they, they look good running the ball. I mean, you know, 22 getting that ball again. Yep. He, he looks really good. I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee on that short one and a half. I'll take Tennessee on the road to get now, the cover. I'm rolling with you, John. Hey, we're both Carson Wentz believers this we weekend, are, aren't I we? Mean, Wentz just wants to help out his old he team. Does. He wants to help out his old team and his old owner. Oh, I got chastised the whole time he was here for believing in him. I might as well believe in him with another team. <coughs> Miller. I'm going to go over that Tennessee with Brent. I think that Derrick Henry is going to get his legs underneath him this week, really put some numbers up. All right, within the AFC South at 1 o'clock on Sunday, Jacksonville at home, seven-point favorites over the Houston Texans. This was an easy one for me. I'm going to bury that seven, take Jacksonville, Brent, at home. Surprisingly, we never take Jacksonville, right? But they look good. Yeah. They're putting up some points. Their defense looks pretty good, too. Uh, I'm going to join you here. I mean, again, seven's a big number. I think it's kind of going to be where this game sits. But uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville, lay the seven at home. Nelly. Jacksonville, laying the seven. Hello, Miller. Jacksonville. Niners defense looked fantastic. Then you think about the Niners have been, but I will say this. I think they're going to be much better with Garoppolo. Trey Lance may be something one of these days, but Garoppolo is pretty good in the now. And you kind of saw how dangerous that team could be. Did you not? On Monday night? Yeah, I mean, against the Rams. I think this is all going to work out better for them. And that defense really looked like what people expected that defense to look like. 405 in Charlotte against the Carolina Panthers coming up on Sunday afternoon. I'll bury that six and a half Brent Halverson and give me the Niners on the road. This is a Vegas bait game, right? It's underneath that field or underneath that What kind of bait game? Hold on a second. It's that Vegas bait game, Mm -hmm. right? It's underneath that seven points. That's a key number. But I think you're right. I mean, that, that defense, man, we were watching the game. We were yeah. talking the other night, and they look so good. They are going to really put Baker Mayfield down. And uh, I look for him to cover that six and a half. I'll take San Fran on the road. Nelly. Niners. Miller. Sticking with the Niners defense, man. After watching last week, I don't know. There's a lot that they can do. So I don't think that uh, Carolina is going to come up and do much against them. Hey, would you guys sit Dak Prescott for another week and play Cooper Rush because yes. he's unbeaten? Yes. Or would you play Absolutely. Dak? Absolutely. All right, Dallas on the road. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites at the Rams. I'm sorry, but the Rams have not been impressive whatsoever. Rams are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Five-and-a-half-point. Sorry, did I say that? You said Dallas. Oh, did I? Oh, come yeah. on. Dallas man. is getting five-and-a-half. So, yeah, so the, 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 Rams, the Rams are <laughs> five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I haven't liked them really all year. They haven't shown me very much. I'm going to take that five-and-a-half and take the Cowboys on the road at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Brent, uh, I'm going to go against you here. I mean, I, I, I just, I, you know, again, Cooper Rush, he's undefeated in the NFL yep. as a starting quarterback. But the Rams, they've got to bounce back. They've got to get something going on track. They looked horrible. They couldn't get out of against San Francisco's defense last uh, Monday night. And uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're going to win this game by a, a touchdown. Lay the five and a half. Nally. No way. You watched that game the other night. The Rams, the Rams' whole front is, is out. They can't block anybody. Stafford can't throw from his back. And that Dallas defense is is for real. The, the Niners let one Dallas guy. Plus five and a half. They let they let Cooper Cup do what Cooper Cup does, and that's it. And took away everything else, and that was that. It yeah. was Miller. I'm going to take uh, Cooper Cup over Cooper Rush. We're going to take the Rams. All right, the Eagles and the Cardinals. I'm telling you what, I hate messing with the Cardinals in any bet, right? Because one week they can look fantastic, and the next week they can look really bad. They get five at a, or check that five points at home against. The Eagles, and the Eagles have been fantastic so far this year. I'm going to go ahead and take Nick Sariani's team. I'll lay that five and take the Eagles on the road at 425 Sunday afternoon, Brent. 
You know, I think this is where it switches right here. I'm going to take that five-point home dog with Arizona. They got back on track last week. Uh, give me those five points. Uh, look, I mean, ends by a field goal. I can still win. Plus five, Arizona. What do you got, Nally? We don't agree a lot, Halby, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with you on that. What do you got, Miller? Philly keeps going. I don't think they're stopping yet. I'm on Philly. Sunday night's got the Bengals. They are three-point underdogs on the road in Baltimore. Man, Lamar Jackson has looked really good so far. No doubt about that. You wonder if there's going to be a shelf life for that this year. And you wonder when fully Cincinnati, if they will, can kickstart a lot of what we saw in the postseason a year ago. Still not nearly at that level. 8-20 Sunday night. I'm going to go ahead and circle the Bengals and take those three points on the road, Brent Halverson, in Baltimore. I'll tell you what, take Baltimore first half every week, man. They come out hot. They come out big. And then all of a sudden they bring it back. They give it back on second half. But not here. I'm going to take Baltimore, lay the three at home, get the, get the win and the cover. Nally. Uh, Bengals again, plus three. Miller. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, he, wow. he has. He's been running all over the place, man. Wow. He was top. Uh, what is he, he right like, now? He was top four entering. He was five or six. Yeah, he was top four entering week number four Dude, last been, week. Yeah. He's been awesome. It's awesome to watch. I've got to stick with Baltimore and see how far he goes. All right, Monday night's got Kansas City, Brent, and Las Vegas. Las Vegas finally got that first win of the season. Kansas City looked more like Kansas City after that loss to the Colts the week prior. That's at Arrowhead. That's at 815 on Monday night. Lay the seven as the Chiefs are seven-point favorites. Give me KC at Arrowhead, Brent. I think we'll see a shootout here, but uh, you're right. I mean, Mahomes, Kelsey, they got too many weapons. Uh, Hilaire looks great. You know, they got everything well-rounded. I'm going to take KC, lay the seven as well. I'm going to tell you what, fellas. The Colts defensively did a hell of a job against Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. I mean, they really did, and that's that's something we'll talk about, I'm sure, coming up Somebody's here. Somebody's got to learn from that. Yeah, and, well, and that's what they need to do, really, against Russell Wilson coming up later on tonight. We'll talk about that in a second, but what say you on Monday night, Nally? Uh, I'm going Raiders and taking the points, plus seven. Miller. I'm on Chiefs. All right, coming up later on tonight. You want to do? Are we before, before before we get right, to the ahead. matchup here? We've got some Lunazul tequila. Mm-hmm. I've got a Lunazul shot coming up uh, with this pick as well. So let's go ahead and do a little shot of Lunazul here. You got it, Cheers, everybody. Ellen. Thank you very much. I'm doing a radio Love show. We're doing this. Thank you very much. Too. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Smooth. It's good. <laughs> it's good. That is smooth. Woo. Amaya's looking at me like I'm crazy. No, Don't tell like, anybody. It's all good right there. All right. So we got to stand alone on Thursday night. By the way, that was really awesome. Yeah, good. If I fall off the stage. I'm Colts and Duel the Broncos. Goes. The Colts are three-point underdogs. <laughs> yep. You know what, guys? I look at it this way. I'm going to end up pushing this. I, the Broncos, to me, are going to win 23-20. to 20. That's my pick. I can't get off of that number. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. I think it's going to be the neighborhood 2017-23-20. A field goal here or there. Some defense. I think the Colts defensively will step up. But 23-20 Broncos for me, Brent Halverson, later on tonight. So your pick is just to push. I guess. You, pick a team, just, you gotta pick just a team. Exact you gotta pick one. Pick just one. the exact part. Well, the Broncos. Should've Your Broncos, Broncos are gonna win. Should have given you <laughs> yeah. that Lunazul yet. Broncos the Bron- no, the Broncos. I said the Broncos are gonna win twenty three twenty. Right, but that's a push. I like if you if you pick the push and you hit it. I think that's worth double points. Oh, we'll do double shots next week if that happens. I think you're <laughs> on to it. Has anybody? I, have I, we ever picked a push? Hey, we'll be in yeah. the free spirit. Yeah. I'll have that lined up. We'll just put a buck. <laughs> up. Oh, oh, oh. You guys are acting like this is such a crazy pick. I don't think not a crazy pick. I like it. I just wanted to know who you were taking, just for for record. Yeah, Broncos twenty three twenty. All right. I yeah, got it. So I don't think there's going to be 43 points scored in this game. I love the under actually a lot. Uh, this could be my big big game here. I'm going to go ahead and do my larceny lock as the Denver Broncos 
lay the three. I think they win big. Uh, and I also, wow. for uh, my Lunazul shot of the week in yep. fantasy, Melvin Gordon. Get him on your team. If he's not, he was out there, but uh, they, he's going to be a workhorse You for just him. sat on me with that. I thought I was going a, a little bit against the grain of a lot of Colts people out here, and then you kind of doubled down on me well, right I just kind of I like this a lot, John. I mean, really, I'm going to go gonna big. I'm going to go with the push. Game. I'm going big. Go with the push. If, I, if they push tonight, I need accolades next week. Broncos by 13. Shout you out next week. Yeah, I need accolades Absolutely. next week. <laughs> Nally, what say you? Well, you remember when remember when the when we were doing these picks with the Chiefs? I do. I do. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to take the Colts (laughs) plus three. Really? I'm taking them. And not only that, but I bought, when it was at three and a half, I bought the one point, and I took them plus four and a half. Oh, I like that. That's good. And I didn't put the house and the dog and the wife on it, but I definitely bet. You did. I'm honest with you. I'm 0 for 4 on the Colts this season. Yeah. I mean, whatever I say, they go opposite. You just... So there's station out there. You just know that I took the Colts tonight. A lot of Colts fans are As much as we talked about Baltimore being so hot in the first half, the Colts are not, right? Right. So get all over Denver in the first half. The first quarter, the Colts haven't scored all year. I would agree with that. Look for the same thing. Miller. I'm going to stick with the home team. Stick with the Colts. Uh, They're They're not at home. Denver's No, no, no. no, I'm sorry. Stick with... Indies team. Oh, okay. There you the, told yeah, you we shouldn't do that. The whole, the whole Every, Everything Thanks went haywire. You would come over to some samples up here, Joe's, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got some stuff so, going on. But no, Bobby and I will be taking over goodness. the show now. <laughs> I want to, my, my, logic, my logic regarding this game tonight defensively is the Colts looked really good against Mahomes, as I brought up with that Monday night game with Kansas City in mind. And you're going to have to, I think, philosophy-wise, do a lot of the same against Russell Wilson. Even though Denver's offense has been not even close to dynamic, they can be. You would think they can be at some point. You're going to have to treat Russell Wilson like you did Patrick Mahomes. And I think the Colts' defense is worthy of being able to do that. We'll see if they can do it tonight. No Leonard tonight. No Leonard. They're they're depleted. No Taquan Lewis. No Julian Blackman. And here's the other thing. DeForest Buckner's got that elbow. He was on a pitch count last week. Uh, They called up another defensive tackle from the practice squad today. We'll see how many snaps DeForest Buckner gets along that defensive line. But we didn't have Leonard either with Casey. No, huh? Well, you only had it for like he's three a, seconds. He's had a heck of a, week, so, yeah. a quarter and a half all season. A little friendly fire from Zaire Franklin took him out. So I know one thing: if if the Broncos blow us out tonight and there's some ugly play calls, I guarantee you heads are rolling by. Uh, well, it won't be won't be the head head of the coach. It'll be the the. This is my 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 theory about this is, and I've shared this with everybody. It's the offensive line coach. If the offensive line continues to play average to below average as they have. That's what you're going to see. I, I find it hard to believe that anything's going to happen to Frank unless there's completed another FUBAR. So that would be losing tonight, losing in Jacksonville, and then ultimately losing at home to Wentz. That would be FUBAR. I think he would do something he's never done before. Yeah. That's losing absolutely everything right there. All right, guys, anything else? I think the 12th oh. man and the altitude is really going to be tough tonight for the okay. Colts, right? Yep. Hey, one thing I need from you. Right. I need your larceny lock of the week and your Lunazul shot, which we did not get from you. Uh, so my, 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 well, my larceny lock of the week, I'm going to go back to the Chargers. The Chargers on the road okay. in Cleveland. I picked the Chargers, laying the two and a half points right there, and I don't really have a shot of the week, I don't think, right now. Anybody else have one here? What did I pick last week? Do you remember? Last Mine's week, Dallas. I mean, I I've got Dallas as the as the double shot. What'd you have, Miller? As far as your larceny lock? Oh, I didn't my pick larceny lock. Oh, who am I? Who am I? Go ahead, jump on here, Cam. Cam, I'm gonna let Cam do it then. Tyler Allgaier is who you want me to go with here? Yeah, the Falcons running back, Tyler Algerier. 
Oh, that's how you pronounce it? I, I think that's how you pronounce Al-Jarir. it. Algeria? It looks like, like he's that. a Ball State Cordo, Cardinal. Cordell Cordo Patterson just went on IR. Cordell's out, yeah. yeah. That's a Ball State right. Cardinal running back. That's who that, yeah, that's who that yeah. is? Mm-hmm. All right, so so who am I picking again? Uh, I'm a, I I think I mispronounced it too, but it's Tyler Algerier. But when did Ball State like, get really good with running backs? <laughs> Well, I went well, there in mean, 92, well, listen, Nally, we, and I was, I was, okay, sorry. Well, I talked about Indiana State. <laughs> Jonas Griffith tonight is going to be the starting true, linebacker true. for the Broncos, and this guy just worked his way up. Actually, had a cup of coffee sure. here and worked his way no, up he, as a starter with the Broncos. State, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Right. I like the pick. That's, That's what we're going with that right here. calling me out on the address earlier. What do you want to want to? Well, I just thought you would. I thought you may. I thought, yes, what is your birthday? Maybe our anniversary? I thought you may know it off the top of your head. I didn't know. Nally and Miller, thank you, fellas. We'll do another uh, sample of Lunazool, and we'll get to all these addresses yeah, straight. Come on, Love you guys. Now. Nah, it's come on up and join us. We've got some samples here for you. We'll see you at the Free Spirit next week. Oh, yeah. Lark City Bourbon Locks, Lunazool, Tequila Shots, week number five. Ryan Nally, Ryan Miller, Brent Halverson, JMV. All right, more to come. I'll jump back inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Mike Chapel, top of the hour. We make that transition at 530 today. We go from this show to the Colts pregame huddle. Bill Brooks, Greg Rakestraw, join us at 530. Hey, come out. Watch the game here hang with us enjoy the great food and the larceny bourbon the luna azul tequila all underneath the heaven hill distillery umbrella here at joe's grill we're in westfield with 93.5 and 107.5 the fan the ride with jmv on the bullish friends and 93.5 and 107.5 the fan Joe's Grill, we're in Westfield today. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots in the book. Hatfield's in the house. Brandon Reef is in here, too, getting ready for his bachelor party down in Nashville. We're getting him nice and tuned up. I tell you what, Brent, Scott Teague is over there, big-time listener. Scott Teague, I think, needs a sample of some product right there. He and Gutshot is here. Bill Bowman's in the house as well. Quick shout-out, uh, Bill. We want to give a shout-out to our friend Music Mac. Mac, who is out there listening as well. Mac, shout out to you. We are thinking about you. Also, a shout out to Andy Arendale over at Quack Daddy Donuts. And my friends, I believe it's Jeff and the gang just right next door at Big League Barger, Barbers, I should say, um, who actually sent me a tweet earlier today. I couldn't make it by there for a haircut, but I wanted to stop in and give them a little bit of love for uh, sending out that tweet to me earlier today. That's Big League Barbers, just a couple of doors down here on 161 and Spring Mill Road from Joe's Grill. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We just did week number five of the NFL. I don't know how anybody else is thinking about this. Um, Colts defensively. And I know when you're thinking, well, it's not like Jonathan Taylor was a big deal last week. I mean, it's been a struggle for the most part with his offensive line, you're going to have to see a lot of defense for this team coming up later on tonight, for this team to squeeze out a win in Denver. They have actually taken a lot of pride in creating turnovers, but, you know, few and far between so far this year. Remember last year, Shaquille Leonard with all the turnovers, playing injured. Yeah, this year, not so much. They only have three takeaways this season. They've turned the ball over nine times. How about that turnover differential? That's something that absolutely has to be cleaned up. And a lot of that's coming from where? Matt Ryan and the quarterback. Minus six right now in turnover differential, which, by the way, that ranks in the NFL as second worst. So if you're looking at a lot of the reasons why, at least if you look at it, eyeball the offensive line and stuff that we complained about. But if you're looking at a lot of the reasons why this team 
has been really bad out of the gate here. That's it. Last year, if you remember defensively, I mean, Shaquille Leonard was turning things over and everything looked great. Really, defensively, that's the only thing that looked great about this defense. But this year, they are turning the ball over way too much, not taking it away, and that's been an issue. 14.3 points per game. That, as it stands, entering week number five is last in the NFL. They've scored... I, I guess in this case, failed to score more than 20 points in any game this season. So there is a lot to overcome later on tonight. There's no question. So I, I sit here and you talk about, you know, get off to a good start, get off to a fast start. But these are things that are, are not cosmetic. These are real stats. And these are real stats that is the reason why you've only won one game through four weeks. These are the real stats, the turnover differential and the points per game. It, it cannot continue that way. I know it's going to be tough without Jonathan Taylor coming up later on tonight. Uh, Philip Lindsay was called up from the practice squad, so he should be good to go. Naheem Hines should certainly get more of a look, but it has been problematic. And I just gave you two numbers as to why it's been that way. You look back at, for example, the running game for the Colts was supposed to be, you know, a wheelhouse situation this year. Whether you want to blame it on the offensive line or Jonathan Taylor or whomever, you look back to that game on Sunday, under two yards per carry is what they had running the football against the Titans. And if you remember, the Titans entered the game as the worst defensive team against the run. And the Colts gave them under two yards per carry. This is, again, the non-eyeball, the non-cosmetic stuff that we normally see and we just have an opinion about. These are real numbers that are keeping you from winning. They're keeping you where you are right now. Those are ugly, really are. All right, quick break, and we'll come back to you. Top of the hour, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 will join us. We're in Westfield today. We're at Joe's Grill, our Larceny Bourbon Locks, and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We have a gift card to give away a little bit later on. You can sign up for that while you're here. Great food and, of course, the fantastic beverages. And you can sit around and watch the game here coming up later on tonight as well. Colts pregame huddle with me, Bill Brooks, and Greg Rakestraw starts here at 530. We'll take a quick break and come back. Mike Chappell is going to join us at the top of the hour. Your calls as well if you want to get in here. And inside the lounge via YouTube Live where the camera is not on me, but it's in studio, and you can participate and talk about whatever you normally would want to talk about inside the lounge via YouTube Live. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Lush City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, Brent Halvers with me. I'm JMV. Mike Chappell in just a second. So J-Law is here sporting the brand-new JMV Takeover T-shirt. Uh, one of the FUBAR loungers, uh, also we have the lounge via YouTube Live, but a FUBAR lounger is Christy Pastore. Hi. Uh, she is our resident romance novelist. And, in fact, Christy, you have a romance novel with me Right? As you're a the character. Star. I'm you're the, the star you're the of hero. it. What's it called again? It's called Snowed In with the Boss. Snowed In with the Boss. Ooh. Hey, Brent, I'm the boss. I, that's I, the I, boss. I get it. That's I the, am. I, I'm intrigued. Just call me Tony Danza because I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm the boss right here. All right. So you wrote a little something to me. I did. You're the author, Christy, and you wrote a little something to me um, in this romance novel. What does yes. it say? JMV, this book reads like a sexy, spicy C Spot run. Or maybe that's not a great comparison. LOL. 
your favorite romance author, Christy Pastori. That wow. is it right there. That's snowed in with the boss. With the boss. <laughs> Where can people get snowed in with the boss about me? Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Kobo, Apple, iBooks. Um, where else? Um, I have paperbacks on Amazon, okay. Amazon and on my website, too. Am I, awesome. am I an expert in seduction? You, in this book, you are. <laughs> you're All <a> little, right. <laughs> you're a little grumpy, too. Am I really? What am I grumpy about? I can uh, only imagine. Uh, an ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance. Oh, oh hell. So Drama. We, so I'm having a little bit of issues. Could be like a Tom so, Brady-Giselle situation. Ooh. Is this person on the cover here, is this who I'm snowed in with? Yes. Well, look that's, at all right, man. That's, that's a, Look at me. That's look January. at me right there. Snowed in with the boss and our resident romance novelist, Christy Pastore. And your very own copy. That is awesome. Thank you very much for You're that. You're very welcome. That's awesome. Christy, everybody, I'm in a romance novel. That's, I'm done. You've made, done. It, You've made I've it, I've got to do right? a little bit it's more. Official. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I've official. officially made it. You've got your book. You've got all kinds of <laughs> Look at this stuff. That's awesome. Very cool. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59, it's a Thursday night standalone game night. Thank you, Christy, for the Colts on the road in Denver. Mike Chappell, he does join us. Mike, do you think, I've been talking about this all day so far, is this defensive effort going to have to be in the neighborhood of what we saw two weeks ago against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? Yeah, and the threat's not as strong because of Kansas City is what they are. Yeah, you, we've seen enough of Russell Wilson. That's what he does. He he gets out of the pocket, he extends plays, and he finds people down the field. So, yeah, they've got to find a way to contain him. You wouldn't think that their run game without their leading rusher is going to do all that much. So this is – I don't know what the over-under is, like 42 or 43. This is one where – you feel like you bet the under and you just start counting your money. But the defense has got to keep Wilson on the short lease. What do you think of what they're going to do running back tonight? I mean, I think everybody says, all right, well, 21's get a lot of look. There's no doubt about that. But how do you think offensively they're going to utilize Phillip Lindsay in the game plan tonight? You know, I wrote about this in my advance, and, and I'm wondering how they're going to do it. I, the least disruptive way to do this is to let Philip Lindsay be the guy. He gets the 15 to 20 carries, and then Naheem still has his old role, which, as we as we can talk about, they're not using him. They're, they're just not using Naheem enough. But I, Naheem, and I think he's had 69 games, and he's had four games with 10 carries. And I just don't think that's what he is. I just Maybe this one game they'll try that, but it makes more sense to try to let Lindsay be – the guy and let Naheem just be what he's been and just use him more. So we'll see. Uh, we talked to Philip Lindsay on Tuesday and he's eager. I mean, this is going home uh, to the team that you were starred for. And then they just cast you aside. So he's not going to lack motivation. So it's, not, it's you know, he's not going to go 20 for 120. but if they can just be, if they can just be, respectable you know just just show some some positive yards and keep away from the negative rushes i don't care who, who rushes it until they get the offensive line fixed it's not going to matter yeah i i completely agree my chapel of cbs4 and fox 59 is is with us and they they've got to make some strides even to be reasonable in this case i mean massively a disappointment so far from your eyeballs, what does it start for you? I mean, individually, collectively, 
I mean, where does it start? It's, it's just how bad they have looked in the first four weeks. Collectively, individually, I mean, you know, they've had a game or two where the lack of communication has been awful in pass protection, maybe in run blocking too. And, you know, you'll see one play, Matt Pryor's getting beat. And then last game, remember with Denico Autry schooling Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith's had issues. You know, Danny Pender played to a level with, where they replaced him. Ryan Kelly's not playing well. So when the, the whenever we talked about stuff in the offseason, all the questions we had, all of a sudden the receivers and tight ends are playing pretty well. Uh, but I, I never thought we'd be sitting here saying, you know, the offensive line's not doing a job. I thought in the offseason that at least they would have the offensive line, the running game. Remember we talked about with in Matt Ryan's last four years in, in, in Atlanta, no, no defense to speak of. The running game was awful. The offensive line was awful. Well, at least here he's going to have the running game in the offensive line, and he hasn't. Uh, you know, and, and he's not blameless in this at all. He, he's not. You just can't fumble nine times. Can't do it and throw five interceptions. But he wasn't brought in here to throw for 350. He's fourth in the league in passing yards. That's not what they wanted. It's what they need right now. It's not what they wanted. And, and the protection hasn't been there. So they've got – it's collective. And, again, you, when three of your highest-paid players are on the offensive line and they're underperforming, it drags everybody else down. Well, I, I said this earlier this week. They, they can't win. I mean, they cannot win with the offensive line at that level. They, they, they just can't. And, hey, did the uh, short week, you think, save Chris Strasser? And if they continue to be what they have been, will the longer week seal his fate, you think? Yeah, I don't know. I, I always hate to think about a coach getting fired because it, it impacts so many people. But at some point, you know, right. this is this is big boy football, and there's accountability. You know, they get rid of Blankenship, you know, for a missed kick. You know, there were other reasons, but but for the missed kick. So at some point, somebody somebody's going to be held accountable. Whether you know, and, and maybe that's one. We'll see. That's why I hope they get it turned around because whether it's Pep Hamilton or Rob Jaczynski, you hate to see somebody you know, Brian Baker, whoever, be let go. And, you know, I, I hope that's not the case. But at some point, if if, if it doesn't get better starting tonight, I mean, and, and you're right, you're going to have that long, longer week to, uh, to uh, adjust. Uh, I hope that's not the case. But the owner has got to be PO'd with the way this has started. And, you know, the, the one message that Frank puts out there that he has to because he's a coach is all of our goals are still in front of us. And, and he's right, but the fans don't want to hear that. The, the, the fans are, are incensed over how this is gone, and I'm sure the owner's right there with them. So there will be accountability. There's already been. You know, they, they get rid of Blankenship. They, they demoted Penner. And if Matt Pryor didn't start better, start playing better, we're going to see the rookie at left tackle, so you know if you don't if you don't perform your job well, there are consequences. You know, Mike, I said this yesterday too, and you know, as much as Chris Ballard kind of laughed at my theory of moving uh, of, of moving Nelson over to, to left tackle because they're going to pay him that much, 
Yeah, it, it, it was just as funny to believe that Matthew Pryor was going to be able to be the guy there. Would you, not, you know what I mean? I mean, that, yeah. you could have laughed at that, too, just as easily. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I know, I know. And I guess the answer is you can't play it worse. But right. I, I think what I think what need, what might happen before before they go to DefCon one with with Nelson at at uh, is one or five that worse? I, I get it, but you know, till they go under the brink. I think they they put Ryman at left tackle, and I'd move Pryor over to right guard. Because he he's not a he, he started one game at tackle, he started one game at tackle in his career left tackle before this year. So I think one of the mistakes that they made, and it's always easy to look back and, and say mistakes, but there really wasn't any open competition at left tackle and right guard. There just wasn't. It, that was they were the guys all throughout the off season, all throughout camp. And as it turns out, you know. Matt Pryor hasn't been the answer. He's been he's been a problem, and you know maybe Danny Pinner is better as just a backup center. But it, it's it's to say that those are the two guys are pulling this line down. They're not helping things, but all five of those guys are, are in cahoots with this, and we've been seeing this for a long time. One guy that they really really miss is Jack Doyle in the run game. He. he Go back and watch some of Taylor's big runs last year. And Jack Doyle was just crunching a guy at the line of scrimmage to give Taylor room. So, I, yeah, it's it's more than that, but it's all together. And they've got to get this fixed because that's the foundation of their team. Offensive line, run game, and then let the quarterback, you know, make the layups and hit a couple of plays. But if they're going to throw the ball 40 times, a game and try to get 350 from Ryan. They're not winning much. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So um, tell me this. What do, you, what do you think about the usage of DeForest Buckner tonight? He was on a pitch count clearly last week. Uh, what will we see out of him tonight in Denver? Probably the same. And, and what people need to kind of watch for is they don't have Tyquan Lewis tonight. He's got the concussion. I'm telling you, he's he's one of those guys that you don't know until he's gone. Because he can play inside, he can play outside. Uh, so I, will, will he play more tonight? I don't know, but we're going to see more of Dio. Uh, and hey, how about if Yannick Ngakwe, you know, makes a few plays? I think Quiddy Pay's playing pretty well, but it, it all of a sudden the depth on the defensive line is taking a hit. Because I tell you, if you've seen that brace on Buck's arm, it's like what Barry Bonds used to, to wear when he was batting. It was, it, it, it's that big and thick. Uh, and, and I thought there were a couple of plays that Buckram did not make last week because he couldn't really grip or, or reach with his with his left arm very well. But uh, you cannot let a, a, a Denver team that lost its leading running back, I mean, to that knee injury, let them get out there and give. Russell Wilson a running game. If they do, then shame on these guys. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Hey, Zaire Franklin to me seems to have played well so far, especially numbers wise. What, what, what do you think about the way he's played through yeah. the first four weeks? You know, outside of the friendly fire and doing what he did to teammate Shaquille Leonard last week. How about everything else? Oh yeah. Hey, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like the show? Except for you know the the, the gunshot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think he's played well. He, he, I think he's a great story because, you know, what was he, a seventh-round draft pick, and he actually gets a second contract. He's playing well. He He's playing really well. The, the linebackers aren't a big problem right now. They, 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 they need to get better in coverage, but that's always going to be the case. And, and that's one thing that's kind of been missing. Not one, it, the big thing from this defense we talked about are takeaways. They've got three takeaways in, in four games, and one of them was a muff punt. And that, that's, you just, it's so hard. You know, last year this defense was between okay and pretty good, primarily because they had 33 takeaways and, and they stopped the run. Well, they're, now they're not getting the takeaways. They're stopping the run okay, but they're not getting the takeaways. And they're almost kind of asking the other team to make a mistake. And maybe, maybe the Broncos do because they're not getting their bang for the buck on Russell Wilson either. But, again, as we've seen in, in past games with, with Seattle with him, he, when he runs around, he's going to find somebody open. And, and those are the plays that just kill defenses. But I like the way Franklin's playing. I wonder how long before we see Shaq Leonard play again. I think it's going to be – I do too. I, I just I I asked Frank uh, on uh, get my days mixed up Tuesday. I asked him if, if there's a chance that uh, Shaq goes on IR, and he he didn't rule it out. He said we got to wait till the swelling in the in the nose goes down to see what they're dealing with. But he missed he missed three games uh, in, in 19 with a concussion, and if you, and if you remember, he missed three games, and then they had to buy, so he had a month to recover from it, and. And and this was this was a lot more serious when when you t- you know include the the broken nose, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised if he goes on IR just to give him time to to recover from both. So my chapel of CBS four and Fox fifty nine. I got to hit the uh, Colts pregame show here, so I I got to go a little bit shorter than normal. But uh, I appreciate you. Hey, quickly in fifteen seconds, who you got winning tonight? I've got Denver 19 to 17, although I'll tell you, whenever this team's got their back against the wall, they somehow find a way to win. I'm not going to be shocked if the Colts find a way to win this one. I always appreciate you, Mike. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk next week. Have a beer for me. (laughs) Already way ahead of you, brother. (laughs) Way ahead of you. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. See you, Mike. Joe's Grill in Westfield, Greg Rakestraw, and Bill Brooks, the former Colts wide receiver in the bullpen, getting ready for the Colts pregame huddle with me at the bottom of the hour. Brent Halverson rejoins right now. Fantastic day so far. It continues. You have to bail at 6, though, correct? I do. Sierra's got her final uh, home Mount Vernon volleyball game tonight. Nice. Final game of the season before the tournament starts. They start next this weekend. So, uh, yeah, big matchup tonight. Sarah's uh, a freshman. She's a freshman. Tearing it up as a freshman. Playing varsity and, and doing very, very well, man. Good it's for pretty, Sierra. It's, it's neat. It's so fun to watch her play. So it who do really they play is. tonight? Um, we play New Pal tonight. Nice. It's going to be tough. New Pal in the house at Mount Vernon. At Correct. Mount Vernon. Absolutely. Nice. All right. Um, little reminders about Joe's Grill here at Westfield and what we have forthcoming here. Joe's Grill Westfield, I mean, again, the the whole Joe's family, the free spirit that goes with this, uh, Nally, Miller, Jones, all these guys, they've created such a great atmosphere, right? Like this place here, look at this. we got 30 TVs here, whatever it may be. Big stage, they do live music on the weekends, great food, great spirits, great staff. 
And again, they, they've got a plethora of Heaven Hill products back there to choose from, John. So I love it. Um, get on up here. And, and again, a great place to watch the game tonight coming up. So, and then next week, we are going to be at the Free Spirit. Right, Castleton. Which is in Castleton. Uh, we'll be doing our Larceny Lock Lumazool Shot show there. And that is uh, part of the Joe's family as well. So, um, hey, we're, uh, we're moving right along, man. We'll be week six. It's crazy. Gotta, gotta love it right Absolutely. here. Don't Absolutely. Don't you? Gotta love it. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, uh, we don't see Music Mac today. Music Mac wasn't feeling great yesterday, but he'll be back, I'm sure, very soon. But it's always great to see familiar faces in the audience. Too. You know, that's one of the greatest things, though, is to see everybody that comes out every week. It's just it's yeah. awesome, right? And we got a lot of new people that come out. A lot of just familiar faces. It's always fun to be able to do. And, and again, there's nothing better than me sitting up here with you, man. You make, you make it fun and easy. Oh, I love, I love hanging out with you. We get to have some giving out some samples, right? I love that. By the way, the Luna Azul shot, that went down smooth. Good? It's super smooth. Telling you. Hey, one thing, and I started showing you a little bit of, we, we recorded some uh, some new videos. Yes. So I think that's going to be Tell, coming out on social media, right? Right. Talk a little bit about that really quick. We, yeah, we, had a, we had a great time. We were at Joe's Castleton, and uh, we did, uh, I think we filmed four Little teaser videos with the guru, that being you. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. That was great. The videos turned out awesome. Uh, so look forward to, I believe, Facebook and, and uh, Twitter and, and wherever else it might be coming out. But uh, be some little teasers each week showing, uh, showing some good stuff. It's Brent Halverson right there, lovely everybody man. right there, right back at you. And uh, good luck to Mount Vernon hey, later thank on you. tonight. Appreciate that. And the lovely Sierra playing as a freshman on the varsity and the volleyball team over at Mount Vernon. Brent Halverson, everybody. We're going to hang at Westfield and Joe's Grill, too. I'm going to be here till at least 730. I'm going to get some take-home food Ooh, as well. There you go. little take-home, little menu take-home food for everybody tonight. But we've got the Colts pregame huddle coming up at the bottom of the hour for you. Coming up on the other side as well. I believe, Kyle, don't we have the race of the day still? Correct? We do, yeah. We'll hit the, we'll hit the race of the day here in a couple of minutes. All right, race of the day coming up here in a couple of minutes. And uh, we'll come back here for... Me and Greg Rakestraw and Bill Books for the Colts pregame huddle. And by the way, shout out to everybody that showed up here today. It was great to see Scott Teague over there. Gutshot was in the house as well. Billy's over there. I saw uh, Russ. J-Law was here. J-Law's got a brand new JMV Takeover t-shirt. He is rocking as well. At the shop indie.com. That's at the shop indie.com for the JMV Takeover t-shirts in which you can get. And um, they are being shipped as of right now. They look absolutely fantastic. They, All right. They look great. They and, do, and, don't and they? Look at this now, John. You've got your own T-shirt. You've yes. got your own novel. I mean, that's awesome. About this romance hey, novel right here. It's good. I I wonder how, many, how many times does it say supple in here that are coming from me? I'm going to look for a book report next Thursday. Yes. On uh, Snowed In with the Boss. The last book report I did was That Was Then, This Is Now in eighth grade. That was an S.E. Hinton novel, right? Right after The Outsiders. <laughs> That was the last book report I ever did. But I am doing Snowed In with the Boss. That's right a good here. cover right there. It is. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to it. Love you, There man. you go. Shout Thank out to you. Andy Arendale as well from Quack Daddy Donuts and Jeff and my friends at Big League Barbers right here. All a part of where we are here in and around Joe's Grill here in Westfield at 161 and Spring Mill Road. All right. The Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day coming up next. Bill Brooks, the former Colts wide receiver, will join us. Greg Rakestraw will be here as well. We're going to give you the Colts pregame huddle. Rick Venturi is going to join us coming up live from Denver. J.J. Stankovitz of Colts.com live from Denver as well. That's all coming up as a part of the Colts pregame huddle. Nally and Miller, awesome as usual. Great to see everybody here. But, hey, don't go anywhere. More to come, more great Colts content 
at the bottom of the hour. But first things first, somebody's going to get 50-50 in betting and dining. The Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day coming up next on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Don't leave.